Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. This is show number 32. This week's guest is Graham Houghton. Uh, Graham's made some five panel cameras uh, that he uses to make some really interesting X-shaped images. Uh, he comes to talk with us about those and some of his inspirations. All right, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. This is show number 32, and we have a great guest this time. Uh, we have Graham Houghton. Graham, how are you? Great, Corey. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, everybody probably knows Graham from Instagram. He is um, at Chicken Thumbs, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, uh, and you might notice that we don't have uh, Andrew with us today. He is... Uh, contemplating some major design uh on his bonbon camera that he made his anamorphic camera I don't, i'm not sure what he's doing but uh he was busy so he couldn't be here so this time it's just just me and graham um how's it going up there in manhattan graham good good yeah it's uh it's a nice cloudy day uh i'm sure he'd get some good midtones out yeah <laughs> shooting today yeah it's it's has, it's cooled off uh down here where i'm at is it are you guys kind of getting into cooler fall weather up there yeah we're in the middle 50s now yeah chilly <laughs> yeah no, that's that's all right I, yeah it's uh it's better than i mean i i uh I tend to overheat in the summertime so i'm good with it yeah i do too i, I like uh i like cold weather much better than hot weather because hot around here just is like stifling yeah yeah I've, I've been down your way it's uh it's pretty intense <laughs> yeah yeah it gets bad but uh, so yeah, so everybody, um, Graham, uh, like I said, is chicken thumbs on Instagram and, um, he makes the, the box cameras where you see the pictures look like an X, right? Yeah. Four sided, four sided. Uh, yeah, yeah. Four sided. So five panel, kind of like an open, open box. Um, yeah. So, uh, I cut them in kind of a, a cruciform shape in under a safe light and uh and i stick them in the pretty much just a cube of a camera and uh, right. i've got the five panels capture the image um and uh yeah i'm still learning how to best use them uh, what subject matter works the best um i think the most interesting parts of the image are in the 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 leaves or the the panels off to the sides sure i'll say now i was just about to say some of the pictures on your uh on the Instagram page, uh, like the bridges look cool because the the rails kind of go off by themselves and kind of fill up those 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 spots like you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, the bridges just because they have that regular geometry and you can really sense the distortion. Sure, was good or or stuff that's that's linear and you really kind of get that bending. It's been uh, right um, kind of thing that that I. Um, I really like enjoy getting that result, and it, it seems that other people do too. From, from which ones are the most popular? Yeah, well, you know, uh, bridges and um, what was the other one? Uh, it, there was one of um, the Civic Building down here. It's like kind of a early twentieth century building, kind of ornate yeah. with uh, with um, uh, uh, classical columns out front. Right, and uh, because it was so close to it, the um, the windows go firing off in both directions or divergent directions. 
I think that's what I'm thinking about too. Sure. Yeah. So let's, uh, if you want to get, take a second, Graham, and kind of let ever let everybody know, um, how you came to pinhole photography, what, what got you here? Or did you go through a, the proverbial, you know, the digital dark age? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of did. Like, um, I, I gave it some thought knowing that we would chat and, uh, you know, growing up, we, ha- we, I kind of, uh, shot a lot of manual photography with SLRs back in the film days, three, five millimeter. And I had a, a, a nice pair of, uh, of Minolta cameras that um, when I lived in a dodgy neighborhood in art school uh, quickly were stolen. Oh, um, no. But uh, so, yeah, I did, I did some, some photography growing up. And uh, then, as you said, the digital dark age uh, took over. And then uh, my wife and I got really into the impossible uh, Polaroid stuff. Mm-hmm. So we started shooting that. And, you know, it was great to have an artifact again instead of having just a, a file that we've never print, that, that, that tangible image. Um, so it was that. And then uh, one day I, I, was, I was buying some 35-millimeter film. We have a lumography store on 8th, on 8th Street between 6th and 5th Avenue. That's, a, uh, that's the main store, isn't it? Like the main headquarters or is it? I think so, or yeah. at least for new, a significant one anyway. I, my, right. I, I'd be surprised if they had very many of them. Um, but I bought some film up there to go mess around with film again uh, and then realized I'd bought uh, the incorrect film and it wouldn't fit in um, the rangefinders and uh, our SLR we have here. So I gave it to a, uh, a coworker of mine who was into manual photography said, hey, use this and 3d print a weird pinhole camera that gives you all, all sorts of bizarre results. And then I thought to myself, like, man, I should do that. <laughs> so then after some research, I thought the best way in was going to be to using paper negative. And, um, I, I built a camera that was, uh, designed one in CAD. Um, and then, um, I, uh, I 3d printed it. And I built it in a modular way so I could have the film plane pop out um, so I could replace it with a convex or a concave film plane. That's cool. Or, or a flat one so I could, I could use the same camera but different shaped film planes. Hey, that's a good um, idea. Yeah, that, that worked really well. I've stuck with that design for the smaller cameras. And then I guess, long story short, I think what really kind of sold it for me, and I think it's what sells it for anybody who messes around in a dark room is – seeing an image appear in a tray i mean yeah that that's magic sure absolutely i love it i just and, got my i just got my uh darkroom finally going again sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you mm, no it's fine um yeah so i mean that was that was march of this year so i'm still i'm really new at it cool yeah i uh i like shooting four by five and i like doing contact prints um but yeah, I, I did a lot of dark room work when I was younger. Um, and I've messed with it just a little bit in within the last year or so, but I'm pretty much like starting over too, you know, like from beginning, just having to like get back in the process, you know, learning it and and doing doing uh the routine of, of starting it, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I mean there's no undo when you're in the dark room or when yeah. you're shooting, so 
right. there are advantages of that. I mean, the work just becomes a little less self-conscious and you do things you wouldn't normally do if you had the opportunity to think about it. Sure. Um, yeah. And the, my darkroom setup, uh, from what it sounds like, uh, I was listening when you had the two Andrews on about <laughs> uh, we use the seven and a half light bulb. Um, yeah. I do too. I, I just use it, uh, dangle it off the top of my tripod. Uh, when I do contact printing. Uh, sure, there you go. I never even thought about that. That's a great idea. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it works pretty well. And then I've, I've got the, the timer set up, which makes makes things repeatable. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I've I've stepped up to uh, fancy contact printing. I have it enlarged now, so I can, I have, a, uh, you know, like a lens, and I can open and close, stop down, you know, whatever. And uh, But that's what I did for a long time. I just, I hung a, uh, I hung it from the ceiling and <laughs> I made a box. I ordered some um, contrast filters and they came in the box that they came in. I cut a hole out of the bottom of it. That was like four by four. Uh-huh. Uh, and I put the light bulb inside of it and I stapled the box to the ceiling and put the contrast filter inside the box, you know, uh, so I could use my contrast filters. Uh, so, wow. Yeah. It was just funny. <laughs> I was just trying, <laughs> just trying to solve a problem, you know what I mean? And uh, I said, oh, this will work. Yeah, that's a pretty clever solution. That's awesome. And then um, Andrew was telling us, Andrew Sanderson was telling us that uh, when you're doing your contact printing, you can take your um, the your contrast filter and put it right in between, you know, your paper and your piece of glass, and do it that way. I didn't even think about doing that. Yeah, yeah, I, um, I found that discussion just because it's how the only way I've been able to do contact printing or any prints of all are is contact printing. So I found his little tips and tricks on that one really fascinating. Yeah. That, that and using the Mylar, the frosted Mylar. Um, mm-hmm. Really, really cool tip. Different. So yeah. how did you, how did you come up with the idea? Um, your, what was your inspiration for uh, doing, you know, the, the four sided cameras? And I, I noticed that you were, spray painting numbers on them is there or is that just something just to do <laughs> well that that was uh, that was practical um reason for that but uh uh i got the idea for the the five panel um from the podcast actually because you'd referenced an, uh, an artist who's actually here in new york um that did sort of an origami or a folded uh um uh, photo paper and mm-hmm. then had an uh like a pinprick in it and had an image uh, created by, by that. Um, and I thought, Hey, that's a really, I want to know what that looks like. Right. Um, so I thought if I had, um, if I had a housing, I could control how much I could make things opaque first off. Um, and then I could just make it a little bit more uh, easy to use or repeatable. If I made a shell that held something that folded up. Um, right. So that's where I got the idea. Um, I think the biggest shock uh, was how much of the side panels actually get an image. Uh, that was the most surprising thing. Yeah, you know, I, I, um, I'm, I'm wanting to try it uh, to make, you know, like my, my bedroom into a, a camera obscura and see. It seems like the pictures that I've seen of it actually happening, it seems like everything is covered with light. You know what I mean? Like it goes all the way around. So. Uh-huh. Uh, it would make sense that it would do the same thing in inside the the camera. I, I just I have never I haven't had a chance to shooting with like a six by six camera 
the focal length is so short, you know what I mean? Like it's just straight onto the film. So you never really get a, you don't think about light bouncing around and feeling everywhere in, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Think that's... Sorry. No, no. You, you think it's much shorter, you know, and kind of just more direct, but I guess if you, you know, have more space, it'll continue going, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, uh, and going numbers, I need to just spray paint the numbers on, on the cameras because I had three identical ones. Uh-huh. And so when I went out shooting, I needed to know which ones are exposed. Oh, there you go. Um, and then I guess the other challenging thing about them going to the, your point about bouncing is bouncing. Um, when I do an exposure, I think I'm getting a lot of light bouncing off the side panels onto each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, cameras are really fast um, and they're trickier to use than, than kind of my single uh, photo plane ones. Um, just cause, uh, yeah, all that light that just doesn't get absorbed by any sort of black surface. Right. Uh, and you're using paper, right? Yeah. Yeah. What, what kind of paper do you use? Um, that's an Andrew the, question. He always likes to ask everybody what kind of paper are you using? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I know you've, you've been shunning preparation, but that's one of the things I wanted to talk about today was sure. papers because, uh, I haven't deviated just because I'm so new and kind of just doing kind of what sort of works and I'll experiment like uh, on this and that a little further along, but I'm using uh, uh, grade four multigrade, I think the Ilford stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I know a lot of people don't like that um, complain about contrast and they're, they're thinking they're saying grade three or grade two. Or or I was going like to say two. I think a lot of people use yeah. two, but you like four, huh? Uh, I haven't tried two, so I was I was curious to um, knowing that I'm getting a lot of bouncing and weird stuff. Whether or not you you think two would uh, uh, would make a difference? I uh, you know I I honestly I am not the paper man. I, I I have not really done anything with paper. I'm getting ready to start because I'm going to be making. Uh, I found a new tin to do an anamorphic camera in, so. Yeah, I have a bunch of x-ray film that I think I'm going to be able to make it work. Um, and I think I'm going to try and do the anamorphic stuff on the x-ray film, not on paper. Wow. Um, so x-ray film. Yeah, it's nice, man. I mean, you can shoot it the same exactly as you can handle it and treat it just like regular paper under a safe light. Right. Oh, wow. So safe light works. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That works good. So, yeah. So I, I don't I've. I was thinking about that. I was like, gosh, he has to be using paper in those four-sided or five-sided, I guess, but the bottom uh, paper, unless you are really, really uh, have a lot of money and you can buy <laughs> 11 by 14 sheets of paper. <laughs> I mean, I mean, a film and, and then cut them, you know, that would be, uh, that'd be it, tough, but that, that would be, that would be tough. No, it's yeah. paper and, and uh, yeah, it's safe light. Um, I have a uh, black matte paper. That's my template. And I have a cutting mat that's gray, so I can see what I'm doing under a safe right. light. And uh, I just cut those out, score the back, pops right in, no tape needed. It's, it's, yeah. it's fairly easy to load. That's although. nice. Well, let me – so trying to come up with an exposure for doing the anamorphic cameras, um, how do you go about getting your exposure with – because what I'm thinking about is that you know, the light's going to be missing somewhere, you know, towards the top, closer to the pinhole. I'd imagine, you know, it would get a little bit darker and the bottom would be brighter. I don't know. So how do you meter and 
exposed for yours? Do you kind of just add some time or is it just kind of work out? Um, well, it, it, to be honest, it kind of, it works out as well as about as much as it doesn't work out. Um, I get a lot of scraps, so I'm, I'm still struggling with, with, uh, with the exposures on those. Right. Um, I tend to, I tend to overexpose them. So I've been trying to rate them faster and faster. And I use an iPhone app, uh, with, um, that I've just been sort of cooking the numbers. I started off with an accurate focal length and aperture size to give you my f-stop. Um, and then I keep on changing the numbers to make them quicker and quicker. Um, I seem to get the most reliable results when it's overcast and uh, the exposure times in the minute and a half, two and a half minute range. Um, wow. Yeah, I, I, I've done a few that have turned out in the 20-second bright sunny day, but um, it off uh, out of those circumstances. Is that just with the grade four being so contrasty that, I mean, you just kind of... Yeah, with yeah, the bright so. with the bright lights to me with the bright light you just have such a difference in your you know tonal range from black to white with the contrast or well I, I think it's more that under those circumstances sometimes they just get pretty much just a really overexposed image across the board sure um, yeah that's I guess that's the thing it, it uh, yeah, they're 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 pretty quick. Um, and they, they they do fog a little bit too, because of the bouncing. Right. Yeah. So what do you what are you rating the grade four as in uh, your six. camera? Six. So you're at six. Yeah. Hmm. And then um, I'm rating uh, Ilford uh, the Harman Direct Positive that I have in a few cameras. Um, mm -hmm. I'm rating that at three. So you are using that. Uh, yeah. Not not in the five panel. Um, I'd oh, like gotcha. to. Um, uh, but I haven't, I haven't got the correct size. I've got a five panel that, um, that shoots a 15 by 15 inch square mm -hmm. when, you, when you unfold it. Um, and then, um, I have the three little guys that, uh, that shoot, um, kind of an eight inch by eight inch square. Gotcha. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> good fun. I, I think, um, uh, I'm going to go out this weekend and from what I've learned from the last batch, I'm just, I have to get a lot closer to my subject matter. So well, that, that, that's what I wanted to ask you. Cause like with the anamorphic cameras, everybody's having this big discussion about where do, where do you point it at? You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I mean, I, I imagine that it's almost kind of doing the same as what you're doing because like your pinholes on the lid, right? Yep. That's yeah. Yeah. So is, is, is what you're pointing at what you're getting? I know that sounds weird to say. <laughs> no, no. I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> I've asked myself that question a lot. Right. Um, <laughs> um, it is in a certain, a certain amount. Um, I think, and it, uh, it's a common thing with any of the pinhole cameras I've done. And it seems like a lot of people have it too, is that uh, you think that you're too close, but you're not. It's right. further. It looks further away. And so I have to, I have to correct for that. The side panels are, are still a surprise and my favorite part of the images. Um, so I think, I think I got to get really close. So a lot of the stuff I want to capture, I'm going to know is on. Right. Sure. Just takes practice. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that surprise <laughs> is still great, though. I mean, it's awesome that, you know, that that's kind of, I mean, we all like the surprise of whenever you develop film, but it's it's great to know that even once you get it, ironed out and and figured out as much as you possibly can you still are like i don't know what's going to happen you know like yeah that's that's it um i i shot last weekend and i, and I tried a bunch of different things um and, I, and i'm i know what i got because i have no idea um that's that's the magic of it right um yeah uh, and sure. I like uh, it's a, about shooting in new york you've got a lot of different stuff to shoot um and uh, it's, it's one of the shots I want to do this weekend is that every Sunday, the cruise ships come out of the terminal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to I get uh, some long exposures or multiple uh, exposures of, of that almost parade of cruise ships coming down the Hudson. It'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I was just about to ask. I, I, know, I know being in New York, you probably have all the basic pictures that you can take you know of buildings and high rises you know i mean and 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 the typical street scenes but uh yeah like things like you're talking about you know like how how much how many opportunities do you have to be able to record you know like motion like with the big cruise ships coming by or anything else you know i i know a lot of people will set up in a street scene and do an exposure long enough so that you know like all movement is gone but do you like total movement gone or are you kind of like me where you like i don't like to, i like i like i still like to have stuff there you know like i'd love to have more stuff there but shooting paper negative your your exposures tend to be a bit longer um sure. and i'm kind of worried about repeating myself too much with just sort of shots of architecture because they conveniently stay still yeah um but i'd love to get some some motion um and get some some people i'd love to do some portraits and really branch out um but uh, yeah, the exposure time kind of kind of limits you uh, there, and like uh, it just some of the the figures that that Andrew gets with his uh, his um, um, his portraits, and you've got uh, a lot of stuff with um, emotion. A lot the the water is is great. I want to do some more of of that. Well, you uh, you ride bikes a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, the the um the little guys, um the little cameras, the the five panels and some of the smaller cameras. I get stuff in a backpack and then hop on the bike and, and go. Yeah. You should tape one to the front of your handlebars and like ride down Fifth Avenue or what or whatever the main road you know, you're the biggest friendliest yeah. bike biker biker <laughs> road. I don't know I don't know what the what's the most popular road that runs through uh Manhattan? Uh, well, I think the most popular kind of run up the sides of the West side highway. Uh, and there's kind of lots to see there, but I, I'd, I'd love to just, I, I generally like most New Yorkers try to avoid, um, Times Square, but yeah, with all the whizzing lights and whirly gigs, it'd be kind of good yeah. to scream down Broadway. Sure. Um, but I'm not sure what I'd get. I'd probably get something pretty abstract, uh, but it might be worth doing. Well, if you could, if you could set it up so that. You could like, maybe like, you know how you can take the middle of your tripod out and you have like, sometimes you'll have a section that's like 10 or 12 inches long. Like, you know, you can raise, do you have a tripod? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So, you know, you can pull that center column out. Uh-huh. 
if you pulled that center column out uh, and you could take it and like tape it or bungee cord it to like the top tube of your bike so that you could see your handlebars, you know, uh-huh. maybe your handlebars, like you could keep your handlebars, uh, you could get the nut from like your neck and then your handlebars and then have everything else would be just blurry around you. And Oh, you know, I hadn't even thought of that. I don't know. I don't know. It would be almost like, uh, the, on the uh, reality so subtle website and uh, we could see a lot with like uh, people shooting out of the back of cruise ships or on ships where you've got yep. the blurry landscape but because you have something fixed in frame mm-hmm. yeah cool yeah, it'll, I didn't, it'll stay it'll stay focused yeah yeah i didn't i didn't think of that i just saw it was like the world coming at me but if 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 it was in the top tube yeah I'm going to try that. You could take a picture of that on the way down to take a picture of the cruise ships. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cool. So you, do you, do you outside of doing, do you bike a lot? I mean, are you, are you a heavy biker? Yeah, I have, I have an addiction. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, we live in a, in a small apartment in Manhattan and, uh, my wife is very patient because I, not only do I have, <laughs> Uh, twelve pinhole cameras. I have six bicycles. So. Wow! So <laughs> you, 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 and you and Todd have something in common, then Todd Schlemmer, because he, uh, he's a big, a big. He makes the uh, laboratory. He makes the the terrapin, uh, yeah. pinhole cameras. That he, he's a big biker guy too. Uh, he's always posting, but he's out in the in uh, the Pacific Northwest. So he's like mountain bike heaven. As whereas you're probably like street bike concrete. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's mostly road cycling. I do like mountain biking, but uh, I do like the road. Um, but you know, Manhattan. Well, living here is pretty pretty good for getting out of town and getting in the woods, though. Um, uh, I think within fifteen miles, I can I can I can be up in the woods um, along cool. the, along the Hudson, which is which is good for mental health. Yeah, I want I, I want to take cameras up there and and actually shoots in nature um <laughs> isn't there isn't there a uh just outside of manhattan um isn't there like an abandoned uh highway or something um i think there is there's like an abandoned there's like a ba- an abandoned turnpike uh that was built but it wasn't big enough or something wow um yeah i don't, I don't know about that Hey, yeah, I I watched something about I don't know it was like a uh, like a urban explorer story. There was a guy who was hiking and he was doing a hike and he was hiking to the Appalachian Trail or something and he walked from New York or something. Wow! Uh, to catch it and he got he walked out he just got like right out right out of New York and there was like a a turnpike that was like abandoned because uh, I I know there's one in Pennsylvania. Yeah, uh, I was going to mention that the the one that that. Um there was a coal fire or something like that. And they closed down that section of highway and had to divert it. Well, there's just covered in graffiti. Yeah. Well, they, they made that, uh, they made a stretch of highway. Like, I don't know. It's like in Pennsylvania, it's like 10 or 15 miles long. And they realized that it never even opened because it was, it wasn't going to be able to handle the amount of traffic or there was something crazy that it was like, in order to get through this next section of mountain, it was going to cost like double their budget. So they just abandoned it, that stretch and started over and went around the mountain or something. And they just left it there. Uh, anyways. Yeah. I, there's I, something I, like that in New York, man. You, you ought to check it out. I got Yeah, definitely check that out. Um, and th- there's another place that it's kind of that. I mean, uh, in Newark, uh, a lot of them post like 
the industrial locations look really amazing. And then there's a there's a place by JFK called that's a beautiful name, Dead Horse Bay. Nice. I've heard um, about that. And all the uh, bottles and glass bottles and trash and stuff, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I want to go out there and shoot that. Yeah, I would love to go out there, man. Because isn't there like there used to be like um a, a cannery or something there and there's like all these pylons in the water. Yeah. There used to was, be a dock or something there. Yeah, there used to be a lot there that uh, everything that got pushed out by the city because it wasn't very nice to be around. Uh, and they stuck it out there. It was like uh I guess it gets its name from uh our horse rendering plant to make glue. Yeah. Um and it just became like a dumping ground for all sorts of stuff for the last hundred and fifty years. So wow. yeah. It'd be good to check that out. It'd be. I um, mean, I wish we had. I had something like that around here to go take pictures of. It'd be awesome. I'm. Uh, I'm starved for photography. <laughs> yeah, you were. You saying the other day. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it, it gets to the point for me around here that I really have to like start like pre-visualizing and like coming up with the concept and like going and and doing the concept in my brain because uh, if not, just waiting for something to happen is. is it's just you know it just doesn't work around here. You have to kind of, uh, kind of work for it a little bit more. But yeah, yeah. but you're in New York, so I expect great things, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's um I guess one of the other things that's that's an advantage shooting here is uh, I remember you and I think it was a three eyed monster. But really early on, we're saying we're talking about being confronted by people on the street. Uh huh. And. Uh, Chances are, if I'm shooting on the street, there's four or five people doing something stranger than me. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm usually fairly safe. You blend right in, huh? They're just like yeah. this guy. <laughs> yeah, that was I'll, that was Mark. Mark was Mark was yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that's I, I every everywhere around here that I go and I'm taking pictures. People are like, "What is that thing? It's just a camera." They're like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> so yeah. It's it works. But you people know? were people were pretty good natured about it about by you, right? Um yes and no. I mean there's like you know, like you know, if if I'm taking a picture with just my pinhole camera, people will will be like, What are you doing? you know, and like totally getting into your business. But if I'm taking a picture with like my pinhole camera on a on a tripod and I have like my big digital my Canon, you know, five D Mark Three set up um on the tripod beside me they won't even talk to me you know what i mean like it's i don't know what it is about it there you can't like i don't know man it's hard to explain people are just really overprotective about what are you doing well well why are you taking a picture of that even if it's just like a building that looks cool and it has something growing on the side of it or there's an old mural on it or something you know and you're like oh, i want to take a picture of that people will be like why are you taking a picture of that you know like they're totally like it's just weird. Yeah. Wow. That's not, a, that's not a very good explanation. I'm sorry, but, but you know, like walking around and just stopping someone and being like, Hey, can I take your picture? Even just on the street? They're like, no, why do you want to take my picture? You know? I mean, and they just are totally just not into it, I guess. Yeah. I haven't, wor- I haven't worked up the guts for that yet. Well, I mean, in like New York where you're at, you could just, take people's pictures and they wouldn't even know, you know, cause there's so many people walking around and doing stuff, you know, but like for me, somebody's walking down the sidewalk and they're like, 
Have you ever seen that uh, Austin Power movie where the guy's coming with the steamroller and he's like a hundred feet from the guy and he's like, "Ah, uh-huh. I can't move," you know, like, and he's just coming and he's like, and the guy's walking at you and you're like, lift your camera up and you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. he knows what's going to happen, you know. What I mean, and so like it's totally like this really awkward si- situation, you know. And he could see it coming from a mile off. Yeah, and and then they're like, they get all defensive, you know, like, "Why are you taking a picture of me?" And they're just like, "Oh, you know," it's, they don't understand that it's just, you know. I don't know. It's just kind of weird. That's kind of weird. That scene around here is weird. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's why I'm always so inquisitive about how it is for other people and what what you have to take pictures of and 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 what you're you know what you get to look at and see because. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm certainly getting uh, pretty self conscious about shooting a lot of buildings. So, um, kind of kind of anxious about branching out and seeing what else can work. Um, well, I was saying, I, 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 in my list of uh, questions that I was going to talk to you about, one of the things I was going to say was, have you thought about doing like portraits? Have you had a thought of having somebody sit for you? You know, maybe what was, uh, there's a picture you took with your wife in it and you, and she was like, I don't want to be in the picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. She maintains that I can't take a picture of her. Um, and uh, and so I promised her she wasn't in the fil- the frame, even though I was pretty sure she was. Right. Um, just to get her not to move. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm I've done a few that I haven't socialized, almost self portraits to kind of prove things out. Um, and then uh, I have a couple friends who say they're really good at staying still. Um, so in the next week or so, I hope to do a couple. Yeah, you should do those, um, like, back when they were, you know, sitting for those portraits for the daguerreotypes or whatever, you know. They had these uh, uh, these headrest things where they took, like, a, a piece of wood and, you know, they did, okay, well, lean your head back on this. <laughs> yeah. And, like, yeah. don't move, you know, like, or, like sh- shoulder supports, like, you could lean back and, like, touch, you know, it was just behind their neck, you know, uh, yeah. so they could sit still. Yeah. Oh, the other two ideas are just sort of imp- – embrace the fuzzy yeah um, sure and then also uh break it up with multiple exposures which is the other thought hey that uh that reminds me we have um next month we have um nicole uh nicole small coming on and she is uh one-on-one art portraits i think on instagram but all she does is uh is portraits you should go take a look at pinhole portraits you should take a look at what she's doing and uh Maybe that'll kick off some ideas. Yeah, that'd be great. I'm going to check that out today. Yeah, yeah. She does a lot of cool stuff. And a lot of the stuff she does is she does with homemade cameras, too. Um, she makes them. But, yeah, portraits would be kind of would be kind of fun with that format you have. It yeah. definitely would be. Uh, I wonder if you could. I wonder if you, if you. Have you thought about trying to use, like, a flash? Yeah, well, the, the Offlogram guy. Who, who's that? Justin Quinnell. Yeah, that was really inspiring. So I, I did like a, a four by five camera. It's my latest one. I haven't shot with it yet. And I, and I was thinking about like the flash and the slave like he does mm-hmm. and, and seeing what I get with that. Hmm. I don't know how I don't. Yeah, I haven't done anything with flash yet. I keep wanting to do it. I have a bunch of a uh, bunch of my friends skate uh, skateboard. So I, I've been wanting to go to the local skate park on that and, you know, they have a big bowl uh, and oh. get a couple of my buddies to like come up and just, you know, do some grinds or whatever and have my flashes there and just, 
do some tests to see, you know, like what it would do. That'd be uh, cool. Because I've done a lot of that. I've done a lot of skate skate photography, uh, you know, with my, you know, standard, just with a regular camera. Uh, so I have a really, I, I have a good handle on how my, how to use my flashes, but that's totally different using it with, you know, with pinhole. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a skate park uh, not too far from here uh, under the Manhattan Bridge. Um, yep. I've that, seen pictures of that. That looks really cool. I try to shoot there, but by exposure times, you're just like washing them out. I've got a few ghosts here and there, but nothing. Sure. There's a, uh, have you ever heard of it? There's another park I've heard of uh, around you somewhere. It's called Chelsea Piers, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are you near that one? Yeah, that's not so far. Um, that's um, just lots to shoot up there too, actually. Um, and um, there's more and more going in there that makes for good subject matter. Right. Uh, yeah. So uh, outside of doing the cameras, uh, the five panel cameras that you do, do you shoot uh, an undo or a reality so subtle or any other type of, Pinhole photography, or are you just using your cameras that you made? Uh, just the cameras I made. Although I am seriously in love with the the six by twelves or the the longer format, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I I would love to pull the trigger on one of those one twenty uh, cameras. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and start doing that because the, the results are amazing. Yeah, and um, it would be great to do something with a bit of color in it. It'd be awesome. Sure. <laughs> you can buy uh, sheets of color film, 8 by 10 sheets of uh, Ektar, and put that in your camera somehow. I don't know how you would do it. Yeah, wow. Uh, yeah, I, cause I'd have to do that pretty much blind, right? Yeah. Just, yeah. But you could just open the camera and just have like a glove and just like shove the picture down. <laughs> down the side <laughs> yeah yeah well the, the 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 bigger ones are just the rectangular ones so i kind of have clips that it's pretty easy to load those cameras that i've made um right. but man that might be <laughs> that's intimidating but it might be worth trying um yeah i wish that i wish that uh the color that color f- um film wasn't so expensive man that's like insane it's like for 10 sheets for the port for the ektar i think it's ektar I don't know. It's like 160 bucks or something crazy. That's bad. But that's eight. But that's eight by ten. You know, so that's still pretty big. True. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, that'd be that'd be uh, that'd be crazy. But yeah, my my, the, um, my my eight by ten camera is actually my my ro- most reliable one in terms of result. Uh, so interesting. What do you uh? What eight by ten camera do you use? Um, I, uh, I, I built one out of, um, two kind of artists, uh, panels or painting panels, uh-huh. um, that are about, uh, 50 millimeters deep. They've got a big thick wood frame and I took two of those oh. and I, I put a piano hinge between so it can unfolds like that. Um, wow. and then painted the inside black and then I made two, uh, clips that I could just slide in, um, an eight by 10 pretty easily close it up and and shoot with it it's it's been a pretty good camera that's not a, is that just like a you mean just for like pinhole yeah yeah oh gotcha yeah that sounds like cool that sounds yeah. Like, yeah that sounds like a lot of fun yeah the um i have a shot with the six by 12 but i've shot with the six by 17 
Um, and that's that's a fun format to shoot with, especially for you where you're at. You have so much subject. It'd be really easy to be able to fill a frame where you're at, you know, with a whole city block. <laughs> yeah, well, I would love to like if, intersections know, and stuff, you know, I mean, do like uh, like um, go down like Chinatown is just so busy visually that it's uh, it'd be cool to, to shoot there. Yeah. Um, like with the, there's a fish market next to a multi-story like car lift parking lot with graffiti and overhead wires and all sorts of really interesting uh, textures and shapes. Right. Um, that'd be that'd be cool. So I know that um, back to an ins- to the inspiration question. You do a lot of sketching, right? Are you you do you're a sketcher? Yeah, yeah. I went to I went to school for drawing and painting, and then um, then changed to uh, industrial design. That's kind of what I, my day job is. Um, so I still draw, uh, and I still sketch and doodle. And I think my most successful stuff sketching wise is when I'm not paying attention. So my phone doodles tend to be better than when when I try. Um, what are phone doodles? Like when I'm on the phone or oh, um, right, sure. it's also a bad habit of mine is I, I, I do doodles over confidential documents so <laughs> I can, I can never share them with anybody because it's like, right. I have to shred this now. Um, but uh, yeah, I've got another um, Instagram page just that has the drawing on it called cracker crumbs blog. And that's kind of where I've partitioned the, photography in my life on 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 uh chicken thumbs and then cracker crumbs gets the the doodles although it is pretty stale i I really haven't um put more on that um so yeah i'm making images and um like physical images uh is uh something i've always loved doing and 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 it's you know a digital photo the way uh, I've been treating them for the last decade just on a camera or on a, or a, a point and shoot or a phone. It's just sort of been sort of part of life. Um, but going back to, to actually having an image that, that's physical um, is a completely different thing. Sure. Uh, and if you're uh, into doing printing, you know, like doing contact prints, shooting with the 6x12 or the 6x17 – um, with 120 like roll film, you know. Yeah. Uh, man, those things make awesome little contact prints. Six by 17 are they're great. I, I bet. I yeah. Did, I did a bunch a while a while ago, um, and my kids liked them, and so they they asked me to make some form for bookmarks. So they use they used the pictures of my six by 17 contact prints trimmed to the exact negative size. You know. Uh-huh. Uh They'll use they use those as their as their bookmarks. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Wow. That's pretty cool. They like them a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I can change them and like make up different stuff. And, uh, I was thinking about doing like three frames, you know, like a triptych, you know, uh-huh. um, taking, doing pinhole pictures of, uh, of me and their mom, you know, kind of stuff they're familiar with and then doing it so they can kind of save them and, you know, just be like their own little, you know, little keepsake things that they can hang on to if they want, you know what I mean? So, uh uh-huh. yeah, it's kind of cool. When you do the contact prints uh from the negatives, you probably mm-hmm. get better results than doing a contact print with paper, I'd imagine. Uh I don't think so. I think that it's um 
Um, you mean you mean using paper negatives as opposed to doing it with the film negatives? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I don't think it. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that big of a, a difference in quality. Yeah, um, um, it's my my negatives are really crisp and beautiful. Uh, and then when I do a contact print, um, I tend to I tend to lose detail. I guess just because huh. it's scattering through the paper stock. Right. Um, and uh, well, you know, honestly, I I haven't done a lot of contact printing with the paper negatives, so. Yeah. I can't really say that for sure. Um, yeah, so huh. I, I take that. I'll take that comment back. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'd love to, to know what people are doing to sort of mitigate that. Like, uh, okay. uh, like uh, sometimes my perimeters just get a little uh, fuzzy, or there's mm-hmm. a strange sort of ghosting around, um, mm. like from a light to dark. Um, as well as, I mean, I've got. Uh, thick piece of glass that goes on top of any, everything because i was trying yeah. to i was to, gonna say yeah make sure you got enough weight that it's keeping everything nice and yeah flat and pressed together you know i i, I have uh, a 16 no an 18 by 24 inch sheet of glass a half inch thick wow it it weighs a ton that's pretty substantial and <laughs> and uh <laughs> It, it helps. It, I'm, I'm getting better results, but I'm wondering whether or not, like, going to because I'm, I'm using pearl paper now, whether right. doing kind of a gloss and having a better contact um, paper to negative would help at all, or would it do matte would be better? Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's something. So that'll be a good question. I'll post uh, to the Facebook page group. Yeah. Uh, whoever has any uh, points or tips on that, please let Graham know because <laughs> he's trying to figure it out and I can't answer it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's what I do like. I mean, that's why I've always just kind of stuck with the negatives. I like. I just I just haven't had any problems with it, so I haven't gone to paper. But I I ha- I'm getting ready to start doing the same thing, uh, messing around with the paper and figuring out uh, how how the paper works. Because I've got a bunch of crazy designs, shapes for containers and stuff that I'm going to do. That I can I can do the X-ray film in it, but I really want to. I really am feel like I need to give give the paper negative a try uh, yeah. and do it. I, I have some of the direct positive stuff, but I wasn't. I haven't been too keen on it. I don't know. It's yeah. I I don't find that it's it's crisp. Well, you know what? The 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 few times I've done it, I have I've haven't had any problem in that aspect the thing i don't like about it is just you have to do all of your planning for it kind of like beforehand like once you develop it you you're not you can't burn or dodge or do anything to it you know like once you expose it you're kind of stuck with what you have whenever you develop it you know what i mean like you don't get like a, a second chance like you can do with a negative you oh well this needs to be burned in some and do another test you know yeah, uh, yeah as, as soon as you develop it <laughs> And you're stuck with what you got, you know what I yeah. mean? If it was, if it's blown out or it's too exposed, you know, you might as well just throw it away because that's it, you know? Yeah. I lost some. Um, yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is, you know? And like everyone's talking about like pre-flashing it and, and doing this and, and doing that before you go out with it and all this kind of stuff. And I was just like, man, it's just, I yeah. just, I, it sounds really bad to say, I don't want to put that much into it, but uh, it was kind of getting to be, tedious for me i guess i don't know i was just like i have all this 
eight by ten X-ray film and all the stuff I could be doing. I'm just gonna, you know, stick with doing that because it seems to be working a little bit better for me, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do pre-flash that stuff. I, I, you do. Yeah. How? What do you? Um. How are you coming about figuring out what you what your pre-flash time is for it? Um. Well, that was a bit of trial and error. Uh, right. And and because I wasn't doing a lot of dedicated tests it, it took a, a little bit to to figure out what was what was giving me um the help it needed um but i i uh, had my seven and a half watt bulb about 18 18 inches off where i was pre-flashing um but i was covering that seven and a half watt bulb uh with uh, a piece of plastic with a quarter inch hole in it mm-hmm. and then zapping it for i i've been using five seconds wow Yes. Yeah, that's uh I know cuz Andrew was talking about um I think it was Andrew Andrew Sanderson was talking about finding like your absolute white with it or, or black, you know, like putting a test strip in like a 4x5 holder and going outside and like moving it, you know what I mean? Like like you would do like a test print in the dark room. Uh-huh. For your pre-flash time. Um but I was like, ah, that's too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, woof, you know, whatever in my head. I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to be doing this. This is just too much for me. Yeah, I I, I briefly entertained being a bit more scientific about it. But um, the the thought of just testing my my values without an image involved was just kind of boring. (laughs) Yeah, me too. That's kind of where I was at with it. I was like, I don't know. I was like, everything else stacked up with the direct positive for me not being into it i was just kind of like oh, well okay i'm gonna move on to the next thing so yeah yeah i have two boxes of it i have to shoot it though i have a little camera i made that's a uh i made it out of an iphone box uh, that works really good so i think i'm gonna start loading that thing and carrying around with the direct positive and yeah it, and it seems with it. it seems about the right re- the right size for a direct positive thing just not something that you wouldn't necessarily like go to the the, the trouble of making a print for Right, but like a, a little kind of postcard passport size mm-hmm. image, just to have kind of as a almost like it, it's it's kind of a misnomer, but kind of a pinhole point and shoot. Kind right. Of. No. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I, I I made three of those, and uh, my wife and I went to vacation in Portugal. Uh, you mean the iPhone boxes? Uh, a little tiny cameras, about oh, a, a little sure. smaller than that, um, and I shot uh, exclusively direct positive of those um just because like i could stick them in a pocket and then just sort of be on the go and um and mess around with it on uh while we were on vacation it was it was fun i mean it, they're they're kind of just fun little images versus something that I, i'd go through the trouble of as I said before kind of making a print of. yeah that's cool I keep telling myself I'm going to do the same thing too and start making a bunch of little cameras and then I never get around, I never get around to do it. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I found that I made them and then I'm like, well, it'd be nice if I shot with something bigger. So then I take the right. big ones out again, and the other ones, the little guys, just collect dust. Well, you know, the only thing, the only, uh, the only thing that kind of, I don't want to say turns me off to shooting paper and direct positive, but just kind of stops me from doing it more is like my film developing i I have it set up and it's so you know like streamlined and steps and i can do it and i can do it so fast you know boom 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 and uh-huh. i just develop film and it's done you know 
like with the paper, I either have to wait till I build up X amount, you know, because if not, uh, when you, you know, do the paper developer, whether you develop one picture, you know, like Dectal, make a batch of to in the tray to do it, whether you do one picture or 100 pictures, um, you know, it's gone once, you know, once you use it. So I, I find it easier to do it with film than developing with the paper, you know, uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah, I, I have to have this red, the safe light set up, you know, but with like my film, I can come home and put it in my changing bag, load it and go to the kitchen sink and just develop it in 20, 25 minutes or whatever I'm done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Are you doing the, um, uh, your infrared and your x-ray at home too? Like full, full end to end. Um, you, you mean when I'm shooting infrared on the 120? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, uh, there's some beautiful. You, uh, I think earlier in the spring and the summer, you did some a uh, lot of infrared, and it was just pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I'm just doing that, just developing in my tank like normal, you know. Um, the X-ray stuff, I've developed that in X-Tall, but the other day I had uh, um, a, a picture I had shot in one my, my iPhone camera box actually, uh, and I had Dectal set up. Uh, for my paper because I was getting ready to do some contact prints and I totally forgot about it and I put the negative in there and developed it uh, and then I was like oh it developed fine <laughs> oh cool and I was like hey this works I was like I'm just going to start doing this you know <laughs> yeah yeah wow. but yeah the infrared stuff um, yeah I'm uh, you can just use you know regular black and white developer for that um, huh. it's it's fun I like doing infrared stuff but I'm I'm so picky about the conditions for it, you know, like it has to be super hot and bright and, you know. Yeah, yeah, so no filters or uh... oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, I I use yeah. the um I use the R70 the, the Hoya R72. Uh-huh. Uh and I rate that and then when I do my infrared uh with my reality so solo 6x6f, uh I rate that filter for 9 stops. Huh, a lot of wow. a lot of people say no, that's too much. You only do it for six or seven or nine. I went outside one day with a roll of film and just sacrificed a roll of infrared film, <laughs> uh, and out my yard, just set it up pointing at a tree, and and went through, you know, and just and just did an exposure, you know, like at four stops, five, six, seven, eight, nine, developed it, and then I just looked at it and found the one that you know, uh, that I liked the best, and it was about eight and a half to nine, so. Uh, that's what i that's what i rate it as but i shoot it at box speed too i don't i don't push or pull it you know like pull it to 12 or shoot it at six or something you know because uh, i don't like trying to deal with figuring out the development times uh-huh. i find it's easier just to shoot it at 400 uh, and just apply the filter factor to it uh, and make that your exposure time then you can still just develop it at 400 you know wow yeah, yeah. that's a it's a whole different world. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the thing with that is that if you're sending it off to get it developed and you don't shoot it at 400 and you shoot it at like six or 12 or whatever, uh, it's going to be really expensive. You know, I don't even know if some places will even develop it past one or two stops, like pulling it, you know, like right. instead of shooting it at 400, you say I shot it at 64. So 400 uh, would be 200 would be one. 100 would be two, 50 would be three. So you'd be pulling it like three stops at like 64. Uh, so I don't even know. Some places it's like $5 a stop to pull it, you know, so you'd be paying 
10 or 11 bucks plus another 15 bucks to have it, you know, so I just shoot it at, at 400. Uh-huh. Yeah, man, I got to get into some, I got to get into some film. Yeah, push pushing and pulling is fun. Um even if you're doing it with pinhole or, you know, doing it shooting with regular cameras because I still shoot with Holgas and and Andrew does too. He uh Andrew shoots with a lot of other other cameras. He does pinhole stuff, but he does um, he he shoots a lot of Holga too. He really likes doing Holga, and he he has some large format cameras, and he does a bunch of other stuff. So yeah, yeah, had, he's I, all he's all right. That Andrew, I mean, we'll <laughs> you know we'll he's okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you, you keep him in line. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> Don't let him know that he's too good, you know, because he starts yeah. making Bon Bon cameras and stuff, and then you know, yeah, the truffle camera. <laughs> I want to see results from that. That looks really fascinating. Yeah, he's got one. He he did one, but uh, he's. I think he had, um, maybe I think his metering. He's saying he was having some trouble with. So uh, that and the paper that he's using, I think he. I think he has to find uh, uh, the you know the grade that he wants to use, um, which a lot a lot of people are saying grade two is what they use, uh, and that's why I was saying to hear you say that you use grade four is you know, um, pass you know, way out of, out of the kind of spectrum, you know what I mean? Like most people said they're using about grade two. So. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't used anything else. Um, so uh, this weekend I'm going to go off and buy some grade two and see, see what I see what it does for me. Yeah, sure. I, I don't, I, uh, well, it, let me ask you this being where you're at, how many uh, photo stores you, do you have there? You have B and H and Adorama. Yeah, we're spoiled there. And then there's another yeah. place that's it's like a walking distance from from where I live in, in, in the south end of Manhattan um, on Broadway. I can't remember the name of it, but they keep a full stock of every paper and every chemical. Um, it is really nice. amazing to have that within walking distance. So is that like a mom and, mom and pop kind of place? Yeah, yeah, kind of a, a mom, mom and pop. Um, yeah, it's. I think it's sort of around 500 Broadway. Um but it's uh, it's a great shop. They just have everything out, out in a rack in the back, like papers up to I think I saw like twenty by twenty four papers. Wow, there. they've got uh, a really decent selection. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the store and get some some uh, great too. Yeah, yes, yeah, you should probably grab some like uh, um, four by five or something. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I, Start it off. If you do. give, if you, uh, when we get done, uh, give me your address and I'll send you, uh, I'll send you some of that x-ray film. Oh man, that'd be awesome. And you can play with that if you want. Cause I bought a box when I was looking at it. Uh, cause I, I bought it from like a medical supply place. Uh, and they're like, they a hundred sheet box. I was like, Oh, a hundred sheets. I'll go through that in no time. And, and I, <laughs> I have this humongous stack, you know, it's like, an inch and a half thick of <laughs> of eight by ten paper film, and I'm like pulling it out, using it. I'm like, it's not getting any smaller. <laughs> yeah, wow. I'll take so, you up on the charity. That's amazing. That'd be great. I want to want to play with yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I can cut it down. I can cut it down to like you know four by five or five by seven. Just cut the eight by ten sheets in half. You know. Yeah, it's fun. It's really neat because you can. I mean, it's just like doing paper. You can just look at it in the trays. You know. What do you um, What do you rate it at? I rated it like eighty. Oh, real okay. That's yeah, faster. Yeah, it's pretty fast. I mean, you can. Uh, uh, you yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty good at eighty. 
uh, that's what James, uh, James Garen, the guy who does uh, the creator of Reality So Subtle, the panel camera, uh-huh. uh, he he gave me a lot of information about it. Uh, and that's what he said. He said he rated it like about 80, 80 or 100. Huh. Uh, yeah. For the stuff I use, but you can't uh, you can't agitate it in the in the when you put it in the tray, you just kind of like let it sit. Oh, good to know, right? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's what I was doing with it because I was doing that at first a lot, and I was like, oh, I don't like this. It's a contraction. He's like, don't agitate it, just let it sit. And I'm like, mm, well, yeah, that's my problem. I'm like, the normal, you know, <laughs> agitation like you do for paper or anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just kind of like, you know, he's like, don't even just let it sit. So, what what kind of subject are you shooting with X-ray typically? Everything. Yeah. Yeah, just whatever the normal stuff, you know. Huh. Um, I had a, I have a, a, like a big round Christmas tin, uh, you know, like those tins that um, they don't really know about them over over where in Andrew's way, I don't think, but we do. Uh, like the tins that come uh, with like three different kind of popcorn in them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like around yeah. Christmas time. Yeah, I have one of those, uh, and um, I made a I made a camera out of that, uh, and it's uh, it fits eight by ten, but I have to cut just an inch off the top of it, so it's like seven by ten. Uh huh. Uh, and I, I've I've shot it in that, and man, I'll tell you, a seven by ten negative is is great, especially when you go to like contact print it. You know, uh huh. It's it's humongous. You know, it takes up a whole eight by ten page. You know, it's it's just really fun to develop it and hold it up and be like, you know, wow, this is pretty cool. You know, it's big, humongous negative eight by ten negatives. <laughs> like, I can only imagine what what Ansel Adams felt like because he shot eight by ten and I think bigger. You know, wow, um, yeah. large format stuff. That's that's amazing. Yeah, I, I would really like to shoot, uh, do some eight by ten films, shoot some film, but like reg, you know, like some Ilford or something, like not not the X ray stuff, uh, just to see what it what it would be like to shoot it, you know? Yeah, wow, I hadn't uh, hadn't even considered whole new world. There you go, <laughs> breaking breaking barriers here on the Lenses Podcast. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there's some. Um... There's one camera I've, I've been wanting to try. Uh, it's something I read about from somebody. Um, I think it was MIT. But instead of a pinhole, they made a, like a 0.3 millimeter uh, vertical slit in one pane. Mm-hmm. And then they have a, some distance away a horizontal slit of the same thickness. Mm. And they shoot through that. Um, and, and the weird thing is, is that the vertical slit is responsible for what happens horizontally on the film plane and vice versa. Um, and it creates this really interesting effect, but um, you kind of have to get, you can't really poke a hole in a sheet of brass with a, with a uh, sewing needle for those. You kind of have to get the acid etched or laser cut. Yeah. I know uh, once again, James, James Guerin, he, um, he does, something called slit scan oh like 2001 that's how they did that whole uh like star child uh abstract sequence in the end of that movie maybe yeah yeah i think um i'm trying to remember i've seen that movie so many times you're talking about at the end where he's in the room uh before that when he's sort of screaming over the colored landscapes and it's all kind of just oh yeah sheets, yeah, yeah. sheets of light i think that was slit scan um yeah maybe maybe they they found some way to uh put it in a cylinder i don't know you have to go on instagram and look at james's um 
page, and he has some that he's done there. Uh, they're crazy. But he shoots it with, like, a, a motor drive camera. And he has, like, some crazy amount of film, and he, sh- it, he shoots it in, like, it's like a machine gun. Wow. It's nuts. You have to go look at it and, yeah. and, and take a look at it. It's crazy. But... What's his handle? Or what's... Uh... James, yeah. James Guerin. Uh, he's uh, okay. Oh, I can't. I can't even remember. Reality so subtle on Instagram. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I'm still trying to figure it out. Uh, he's. I've asked him a couple of times, and he keeps explaining it to me. He's like, <laughs> "Okay, here we go. I'll tell you again." <laughs> it's, like, it's blowing my mind, man. I just, I, you know, it's that and uh, I, I want to start messing around with. Um, have you done anything with like zone plates? No. What are those? Uh, it's like circles um, of like a dark, like a black circle. Uh, and then inside that of the same uh, width of the dark circle, uh, it's a lighter circle. It's a a light circle, like a tissue paper kind of opacity, you know? Uh-huh. And then inside of that one, it's a darker circle. And then inside of that one, it's that same tissue paper. Uh, and then inside of that one, it's a little bit darker. And then inside of that one, it's a tissue paper, but it makes like, it looks almost like, uh, I hate to, I don't, I hate to say this, but you know, those pictures from like the seventies where they had like the soft focus filter, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it, it, it kind of gives you that look. You should check it out. It's uh zone plates and, uh, um, zone plates. Okay, cool. Yeah. And so you could put it on your, so you could put it on your camera and use it instead of a pinhole. So that might be something that might work with your five panel thing for doing, uh, like portraits because it might let some more light in. Yeah, it might be a little bit faster if you used a used a zone plate. Huh. I'm gonna give that a shot. Yeah, check it out. Cool. Well, Graham, um, thanks for coming and hanging out. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity, Corey. It's great to talk. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, if you want to let anybody, uh, let our listeners know where they can uh, uh, find you at, and if you want to throw your cracker crumb cracker crumbs. <laughs> blog in there go for it <laughs> yeah yeah there's not going to be a lot of new content for a while on that one so uh, uh see me at um well i'm on the uh the group for the the uh facebook page uh at uh i think it's it's just my name graham hofton cool um and then uh on instagram i'm uh cracker crumbs or sorry chicken thumbs <laughs> and my alternate my alter ego uh which is drawing only is uh, Cracker Crumbs blog. That's on Instagram, right? Cracker Crumbs yep. blog. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And uh, you want to find me? You can find me on Instagram at Pinhole Cannon. Uh, you can find Andrew, uh, who's normally with us, but he's not here today at uh, Warboys Snapper underscore Pinhole. Uh, and we have uh, the Facebook group, which is the Lenses Podcast Facebook group. And uh, that's about it. We don't have an Instagram anymore. We did away with it. But uh, send us an email or contact us on uh, one of those pages if you want to get in contact and you have any questions. Okay. And once again, Graham, thanks so much for coming and hanging out with us. Yeah, thanks, and, Corey. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Hope everybody has a great weekend. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, whatever you're doing is, is perfect. You can uh whatever you're doing, don't move. We have the <laughs> <laughs>
the anchor the anchor gremlins we call them so me and andrew are always saying whenever we uh get a everybody's sound set good we're like okay you can't get up for an hour you gotta like <laughs> stay where you're at yeah yeah i was worried about that so i'm practically sitting on my router um, yeah you're good and uh yeah i'm, I'm camped out everything i might need i right. won't move <laughs> 